Welcome to another episode of Talks About You. And I said it's like one of the reasons why I started this thing is just like people have amazing journey that don't get talked about enough enough, especially the girl child. They I think they're one of the most amazing people you could have conversation with because their perspective is always very different and very interesting. And I have with me today the know that amazing Aminat. How you doing? Hi guys, how are we? I'm well, thank you. How have you been? I've been well. Can we do something before I start? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we were talking about God earlier. And I'm really like in a point in my life where I feel like I'm looking back and I'm like everything that I am is because of God. And now that you've brought me here today, can we just quickly do like a two minute prayer for whoever's listening to this? Oh yeah, I pray. Um, really doesn't pray. Shall you? Yeah. Guys, I'm not I'm not holy pastor, but I'm in this era. Yeah, I mean I keep saying it. I, I said in one of my episodes when I was in Lagos, I don't think I care about what people see me as. It's a personal relationship between me and God. Yeah. And that's what's important. There's nobody that's Jesus secretary, man. <laughs> so, lead us in prayer. Okay. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray that you guide us. I pray that you speak through us. And Amen. I pray that every single person that is about to listen to this is touched in Amen. some way or form. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think that was interesting for me. And I would like to start from there. You are me that and you be on Jesus. See, walk me through that. Um, when I went to Yeku when I was young. Can you, like, can you recite the Quran and everything? Can you pray like this? Tell me yeah, yeah. I said I can recite the Quran. Legend. So, how do you? How did you become a Christian? So, I went to a Christian school, a secondary school. That what school is that? Saint Martin's. It was in London. Um, so, I guess I felt like I had a stronger relationship with Christ than I did with Allah. Um, I think because I was perhaps forced into the religion. Um, growing up and like they beat me in the masjid and I was just like what is this like how can, how can you be smacking me like my parents don't smack me why are you guys smacking me anyway so then I went to a Christian school and then I learned that God is love and like Jesus is kind and all of these great things so I just stood on that path and I developed a better relationship with Christ that way okay so was this, I mean, I think that is really interesting for me. Like growing up, you went to a Christian school, we were from a Muslim world. Yeah. And yeah, I think you have your formative days. We just started to start with the strength. Oh, thank you. Oh, God bless you. Thank you, guys. Uh, okay, so like growing up, your formative days, you have a little bit of boots, like yeah. Christian side and the Islamic side. Are you understanding the fun- I think you have you have a good understanding of both fundamentals. Yeah. Like you've been in church, you've been in work. Yeah. You start what both is. Yeah. So my question now in that is, you know that God is love. Yeah. And love is God is love in both religion. Absolutely, yeah. So how do you make that conscious decision? Like, is it when you grew up or when you were young to decide like, okay, this is the one I really want to practice? I was probably about like eleven when I decided that I wanted to be Christian. Eleven? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 100%. That's when I went to secondary school. And that's when you became born again? Uh, I became born again probably 13, 14. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, all my life, all I've known is church because, I mean, typical African child story. Yeah. I'm always at the back of my mom, so there's nothing that she wants to say. I'm tied to my mother, like, yeah, I grew up around my mother. I think the first time I left home was when I was like 19, and she was like, wow, that's too early. But, so I know God, like, those fundamentals for me was God. So how were you able to navigate life holding on to that? Because you actually started early, like, you, you became a Christian at 14. So 
how has that informed your decision in everything you've been able to do? I know like you're into politics, entertainment. I mean, there's a lot for us to talk about. I just want us to build the foundation. Like, how has that been the fundamental of everything you've done? Um, I just feel like with God, all things are possible. Yes. And I feel like the way God has blessed me and the way my story has like formed, nothing makes sense. Like if you explain where I am now or the people that I have access to or the opportunities that I've had by book, if you even try to calculate like things like my age or like where I come from or like it just doesn't add up and I feel like it can only be God's grace and my life has always just led by that like everything that has happened to me has been by the grace of God it's not been by my power so I think you can be so skilled you can be so qualified but like nothing beats God's favor and God's grace yeah I mean I think I used used to say like what's like a favorite bible verse like I have mine like I think mine is so coiny the one I have two things. I have two Bible verses on my mind that is going into one. I used to like Zechariah 4 6. Yeah. Not about power, not about mind. I like Matthew 19 26. So I used it to form one for me. Yeah. Not about power, not about mind, because with God, all things are possible. I think that's yeah. my favorite. I think, yeah, we're the same, definitely. That's your favorite. Yeah, 100%. Bible. Like, with God, all things are possible. I feel it's like God more. doesn't give you ideas, like, without, without purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think about something, for example, this podcast, like, you've done amazing with it and it it was probably just a seed and I feel like with a lot of things that we want to do we have the idea but like God that gave you the idea it's gonna happen for you like it's not just an ideology for ideology's sake like trust in yourself trust in your ability and trust in God to make the impossible possible yeah I think that's very true for my podcast like I keep saying it because I've manifested some people I've been able to talk to some people that have even my guys that pitched it to what I was leaving Lagos, I was going to have a podcast in London and they're like, how are you going to do it? I'd be like, I don't, I can't explain to you this moment, like just me being able to talk to you is like special in itself. So how did you, like from being young, having God at the back of your mind, how did you desire like oh, entertainment and politics? You know, those kind of things that, it has a stereotype, like people don't think you can be an entertainment and know God. People don't think you can be a politician and have the heart of God. So how did you, like be like okay these are the things I want to do with me did you just like make that decision consciously or things just led you to that um okay so like I'm just gonna try and break down like my story really quickly so I went to college for like four or five months and I was like this shit ain't for me like uh, St. Francis Xavier SFX so I went there for like four months I was like this shit ain't for me um, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, and I said, it's not for me. And like, at that time, everyone was like, what do you mean? Like, so you're going to drop out of college and do what exactly? I said, I don't know. But like this college thing, I, I don't really see any huge success stories through going through a system very um, periodically. Like, oh, you finish at secondary school, you go to college, you finish college, you go to uni. I didn't understand the blueprint. I felt it was too structured. And I didn't think that I could thrive properly in life in that type of structure so I think the most the first audacious thing I did was drop out of college handed out my my CV on DLR in Canary Wharf I was about 16 then um, and I got a job at KPMG um, and I was doing an apprenticeship there doing tax fraud KPMG you same KPMG that was amazing that's 16 yeah so I was doing that and then after that I went to Westminster and House of Commons 
Then after that, I went to Shell. And then my dad was like, you're taking the piss, go to uni. And I was like, but Shell was offering me, I think at the time, I was about 18 and a half. Shell was offering me like 75K. And my dad was like, no, go to uni. If they're offering you 75K now, what would they offer you when you graduate? Like, you can't just keep freestyling. So me and my dad had a war. He didn't speak to me, I didn't speak to him. I went to uni because I was just like, for fuck's sake, let me just go because this man's not gonna let me rest. I don't think he'll forgive me if I don't. What did you, what did you major in uni? Uh, law. Law, wow, interesting. Yeah, so law. So I went- My sister is, did law, so masters, oh. she, did, she had a masters in law. Oh, really? Glasgow, yeah. Oh, Amazing, I, I let me listen. Oh, you can't win an argument with her, can you? I don't try. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know, so. I went to uni, I did law, and then I was like, oh, what's the point of just doing law? Like, am I not going to do the extra bits? So I done a master's in international um, governance, and then I'd done the bar in the UK. So I'm a barrister in the UK. Um, in between that, I was, I, I stumbled into like politics and entertainment. I stumbled into politics because of passion. And I stumbled into entertainment because I had friends in the industry who didn't understand the business of it. Like they just wanted to be artists. And I was just like, where's your business acumen? Like, where's where's your structure? Like they started asking questions and then I got involved in things. And then politics happened. I started working for Obasanjo. That was very audacious as well. Like he was speaking at a panel. I went to the panel. I told everybody I was his PA at the panel. And then I literally started working from him in London from that. And then I done NSARS, the um, legal panel, international um, arbitration courts in um, Lecky. So we had a whole oh, judicial process. Yeah. yeah, so I was I international know. legal counsel for that. Then I came back to London after that. And I currently, as we are now, I am general counsel for a company called Event Horizon that owns Afro Nation and um, Rolling Loud, the festivals. And wow. then my second job, I have two full-time jobs. My other job is the head of equality and access to justice for the England and Wales Bar. So I rewrite a lot of the laws in the UK. Sorry, I know this is a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of blessings. I'm getting out now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you from okay. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, so now I'm head of equality and access to justice in England and Wales. So that means, in a nutshell, I rewrite a lot of the laws. When cases go to the Supreme Court, which is the highest court of the land, I look at the cases, I rewrite the laws and ensure that the laws have been drafted fairly because a lot of the laws in the UK were drafted by old white men. So um, a lot of the cases, when they go to court, are simply unfair because of the way the, the laws, laws have been drafted. Yeah. And then my other job is just to make sure that when we have international festivals, all the legal principles, all the partnerships, sponsorships, everything is in place. So, yeah. So, I had a lot at 25. You didn't have that? 25. Not 25, yeah. yeah. Wow, what was I doing my life at 25? I, can't, I mean, I should not speak about that. So, now, my thing is, like, how do you, like, before we dissect everything you've been able to achieve, I just want to ask something, like, how do you stay grounded in the middle of all that? Like, you being able to do that quickly, being able to be that blessed by God. How do you stay grounded? Literally, I ask God to use me in everything that I do. I don't believe that I'm here um, by my knowledge or by my connect. Like, I genuinely believe that God has put me there. So, I like, I fear God in a lot of things that I do. I try to ensure that any decisions I make or 
like partnerships. Like I'm always trying to just just deal with things like in a Christ-like way. And then I guess like moving religion aside, like anything can be taken away from you. Like it's just a title. Do you get like someone can come tomorrow and tell me, do you know what, you're fired. My title goes like, we work so hard to become all of these titles, but even behind the titles, it's just human beings. So what's the blood that's running through you is running through me. So why won't I be grounded? Yeah, I mean, I said I would feel the same fundamental emotions. The way we react is different. So you stay grounded because you know that God is trying to use you. So, I mean, you've had a lot of highlights. You've done a lot of things. Like in your own world, which do you enjoy the most? What do I enjoy the most? Yeah, it's, yeah. Which do you enjoy the most? What do you, what have you done that you enjoy the most? But I, I, I think I have the most fun doing that. I think uh, legacy or fun though. Fun or legacy? Which one? A little bit of both. Let me mix both up. Okay, tell me one of each. Okay, legacy or Basanjo. Yeah. Um, working with him, doing like uh, international arbitration cases, war disputes, and stuff like that. That that's legacy. I think fun, um, Afro Nation. Afro Nation. Yeah. yeah. You you passing this summer in Portugal? Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm going to Miami on Monday. Okay, you're gonna be in Portugal soon. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. Of, that's all like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, you have any friends? It's a lot of work though, but. But. A <laughs> lot of work. It's more work than it is fun. Okay, put that more working perspective for like the female, like child that is listening to this that wants to become everything you've been able to become so like what's the work side of it how does the work side comes into play i mean like are you talking about for the festival yeah for the festival and the legacy we'll talk about a lack of still one at a time okay okay i mean well for like afro nation i think like the work is in the partnerships the work is in insurance the work is in making sure everything is done properly, making sure we're following regulations. A lot of paperwork. A lot of paperwork, a lot of ensuring that we're following regulations. Like, because when we're putting on these events, we need to make sure that we've covered all our um, loopholes, all our loopholes, especially like with insurances, all the right insurances are in place to cover public liability, any like, any type of insurance that is needed for a festival. I need to make sure that we have it on ground. I need to make sure that contracts are signed. I need to make sure we're signing fair contracts. People are not breaching contracts during the whole festival. So all of these things is what I'm focusing on during health and safety. Like these are the things that are my focus within the festival. So how long does it last? How long does a festival last? How long is Miami is going to be three days? It's, it's yeah, two days, not three days. Two days? Yeah. I take three days. Two days. So for those two days, you have to make sure everything is covered, like no loose ends. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a lot. Okay, I think that's a lot of work. So in the legacy side, what's a lot of work there? I think legacy is um, you're you're solving like you're doing war disputes. So you're looking at like ongoing wars. You're looking at previous wars. You're looking at how like countries can become more stable. You're looking at how the laws in those countries can be drafted to ensure that countries have better economies. Um, so yeah. Have you like? Did you, uh, I mean, I feel like you've done a lot and this is kind of interesting for, like, I, I like to ask people this. Did you, like, when you started out, did you ever consider, like, was money the motive for you when you started out? No. So you've never really taken an opportunity based, solely based on the money? 100% no. I'm that, no, 100% no. Money is not my drive. 
so what's the drive? Like, I just like us to be able to legacy. Like, you like, like to leave a legacy behind. Yeah, like, I really want, like, I feel like I'm at a point now where I have godchildren, I have nephews, I have nieces. Like, I want them to be able to call when they're in trouble and say, my auntie can fix this. Do you know who my mom is? Like, I want them to have that energy. That's going to be your... Yeah. Okay, is there plans for that? Like, do you know who my mom is? Yeah, I need to be this. Do you know who my mom is? Like... <laughs> that's I need them. That's not like some bragging rights. No, hundred. That's the bragging rights that I want. That's okay. what I'm working for. Like I want my kids and like my nieces and my nephews and my godchildren to be like, do you know who my godmom is? Like, and not in not in Nigeria. Like I want them to be able to do that flex globally. Like not just Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, so more like David kind of flex. You know, my godfather <laughs> carried me from USB. Oh, me that's be flex. I mean, I like that. So um, let's let's now take it out. Like presently, I think you have two day job. How do you manage that? I mean, with Duo being the young, twenty five pretty Amina, how do you manage your two jobs with that? How do I manage my two day jobs? Oh, it's the grace of God. I don't really <laughs> like when people ask me how I do it. Like, okay, practical skills. Let me not just keep saying the grace of God. Um, I think like um, like I'm very good with time management, managing my time. Um, I'm very proactive. Um, I don't spend time in court. Bad lawyers go to court unless it's a strategy to go to court. Bad lawyers go to court. Like I'm, I'm settling. So like I, I am very, very like tactical and also very practical when it comes to my time. And I guess that's how I balance. That's how you balance it. Yeah. That sounds like so much bragging. I feel. So now I have a question. You doing some kind of intertwine like between work and do you have like personal time for yourself with all these things that you have to work with yeah. you sure yeah so what do you like to do for fun that's what i'm going at. what i like to do for fun yeah. uh, aside the whole work i'm a lady of leisure how them other a lot people do you know what i said men of leisure no i'm the lady of leisure he copied it from me yeah he did he copied the tweet yeah. from me so you don't have to work to make a living that's what he said that's his own one or he's just as a man of leisure that's his own flex he flexes <laughs> far ahead but I'm sure that through our circles it found his way to his own circle yeah. when he's calling it men of leisure yeah. ladies of leisure ladies like I actually have a brand now one yeah. called ladies, ladies of, of leisure. leisure so what does ladies of leisure represent ladies of leisure is not um, it's not women who are funded by other people like for example men Ladies of Leisure is becoming a lady of leisure within your means. So like doing what is luxury for you. Um, and it's basically meant to be a community of, of ladies, um, colored ladies, black ladies um, that do great things. And we're supposed to have like a rotating brunch all around the world. So like each continent will have a brunch where all of these ladies come together and like brands will sponsor and all of that. But that's all in the pipeline. Oh, that sounds amazing. I said I wish to be a lady now, and I'll pass. <laughs> so, like, so aside that, and okay, being young and successful, like, where do you think, aside you, like, having things that you have in the pipeline? So, how long do you think you're going to be practicing for? Because of, or, like, it feels like you're practicing big time right now. Yeah, so, you practicing for before you become your own full-time lady of leisure. Um, oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. I I um I don't think I'll ever stop practicing. I think that like obviously at some point I do want to like do the whole family thing, get married, have children, and I think at that point in time I'm gonna have to, I want to be able to have done enough so I can park 
work and say that I just want to be a stay-at-home mom and actually invest in my children for a period of time before I go back to like working life. So I will take a break when that time comes. I mean, this is more like me just trying to speak from like, I mean, I've been able, I've been opportune to speak with people like here. Do you think it's easy for you as a woman to pursue your career so like... I mean, I think we want so Michelle Obama talk about it that it's hard. Yeah. Especially for people like you that are successful at what you do. Do you think the post is going to be possible? Absolutely, it's going to be possible by the grace of God. Because you want it. I want it to be possible. It will be possible. I'd, I want to raise my kids presently. Like, I feel like everything you do, you want to be able to do it well. And I don't want to make mistakes in that era of my life. Like, I really do want to be a present mom. I want to be a present wife. I want to be all of those things. I don't. I don't want to. The same way I've put all of this effort into this this particular time of my life. I don't want to do that that part and not do it well. I'm not interested in not doing it well. I feel that makes sense. Like you sound like someone that wants to perfect everything they do. Like are you perfectionist? No, I'm not. But I just I just want to give my best to everything that I do. I think that's me. Like I just want to like make sure like. I used to say one thing like I don't think you think about me and be like I didn't try it. that's my thing as long as you can say like you tried yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good to live with that the only thing I'm more good to live with when people say you didn't try like I mean I just want to try I mean my work and my not work but I mean you know like I tried I gave my best I, so you've been able to be like okay you have a plan like this is what the future is going to look like for me and I just wanted to ask is there any pressure that comes with you've been you have achieved so much already in your career the entertainment, being a lawyer and everything. Is there any pressure that comes with that when you look at the things you want to get done going forward? Yeah, 100%. Like, so to be very honest and to be very candid, I know this may sound crazy to you, um, but like I'm under a lot of pressure at the moment now. Like as I turn 25, I'm very much like intimidated. Like I'm like, God, this age, I know, I know. I'm sorry for causing you, like, <laughs> eating me not about what. I don't, I just don't know if I've done enough. Like, <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but like, okay, but can I, can I say something? I'm like, comparing myself to people who haven't done, like, what I've done. Does that make sense? So, like, when I tell certain people this, they look at me like, shut the fuck up. Like, look, look, look at us. So, what should we say? But it's like, I'm not looking at you though. You get like, okay. I'm looking ahead, and because I'm looking ahead. That's your flex. Not, not even a flex, but I just feel like I want more. Like, I'm grateful for what I have now, but I'm asking myself, like, have I done enough? Like, sincerely, like, is this enough? Okay, let, let's take it back. Let's take it back. Oh, yeah. I just sound like, I just sound like, it's, I mean, he talks about you. Yeah, I just sound like you just want more. And it's natural for you to be an ambitious person. When you're an ambitious person, is it that you have it or you don't have it? More is always going to be what you demand from yourself. But do you think you've taken enough time to really let everything you've done marinate like oh we've done so much uh i intend to do that over the next few weeks as soon as i get a week to myself i haven't had a week like where i haven't worked in like i don't know how many years now like anytime i'm away i'm always working so i haven't had time to like be by myself to reflect but i'm gonna put like a week in before i turn 25 to like just reflect on everything but you've done, I mean, this is me like trying to say like a lot, most of us have known about you since like four or five years, like since your ambassador incident, so you thought everything. You've done a lot for yourself on different level. I don't think some of us have the flex of saying, okay, this is what I want my legacy to be yet. Yeah. And at 25, you kind of have 
an idea of what legacy you want to leave behind because you've done things in that light yeah. already. So you doing that, are you now saying, oh, I'm turning 25? Do you think, don't you think that's just you putting pressure on yourself? I mean, maybe because the vision is so big and like, I feel like tomorrow is not promised as well. Like, I, I don't live life like I have abundant amount of time. By the grace of God, I do. But I, like, tomorrow is fully not promised. So it's like, okay, I want to do like crazy things. Like I want to change spheres. I want to take over Africa. Like I want to bring opportunities to Nigeria. I want to change industries, like global impacts. Like that's what I want. And I'm like, okay, how close am I? Like, am I close enough? Like, is this enough? Oh, okay. Now, you saying is it enough is just one thing. Like everything you've been saying, that mommy has. When people tell you, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person that I've spoken to you and told you like, you've done great. Do you take that into account or you just be like, I know like, because me, I'm like, that's like, I mean, in my head, I don't think anything is enough. That's the way I am. I'm like, nah, we need to do more. But when people say to me, like, my guy say, okay, I think we've been able to do this. I just like, okay, I think I take it into account, but I don't live on that. So you, do you take it into account at all? That's not personal. Guy, I don't even know, you know, because like, I was listening to a podcast the other day and then the girl was saying, like, when you grow up in a Nigerian household, you're always told that two heads is not better. Like, does that person have two heads, basically? Like, I like, I think maybe <laughs> now, like, I'm like, but okay, but so many people are doing, like, I'm not, uh, maybe I'm just looking at too many people that are great or I'm surrounded by too many great people that I look at myself and I'm like, I'm not doing good enough. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, because... I intentionally surround myself with people that are 10 times better than me. Like, I want to be the dumbest in every room. Okay, I think you're saying that. I listened to your podcast the other day. I was listening to this one guy, in, and he said you should practice the 33%. Yeah. He said, have you, have you heard that before? Yeah, yeah, 33% yeah. of the time, anger with people that are better than you. Yeah. 33% of the time, anger with people that you think are your guys on the same stage. And 33% of the time, anger with people that you think you need to give back to. Yeah. Because that way, you're learning... You're giving back yeah. and you relearn yeah. you're unlearning. Yeah. Yeah. When you are with people that are better than you, you need to unlearn and learn again. And when you are with your mates, you are learning. It's a learning process for all of you. And when you are with people that are better than you are giving back, you're teaching. So don't you think like you need to find a balance that that's going to reduce the pressure for you? Um I think I've I'm doing okay with finding the balance. Um speaking on that thirty three percent rule, I wanna name drop. Um, Humble Lukenga, he's like a wealth manager to like um, loads of NBA people in LA, like a huge big boy out there. He's done some crazy stuff. Um, and, he, and I'm lucky enough to have him as a friend. And I remember like when we sat down for dinner, he said to me, I mean, you need to split your life into, split the people in your life into three columns. Column one, people that you love and you don't get to spend enough time with. Column two, people that have been in your life for a long time, but they no longer add impact or beneficiary to your life column three people who you have you are interested in getting to know and they haven't like you're interested in getting to know and you know they can add value to your life and you replace column three with column two so you only have people in your life that you love that you don't get to spend enough time with and people who are going to add to your life and you basically get rid of everybody that's in your life that just because oh you're my guy now we went to school together or because of family or whatever whatever you get rid of all of those people so i done that like maybe like last year so now i only have people that i really love and they're at whatever point in life they don't need to be at the same point as me and then i have people who are just doing way better than me and because i'm surrounded by my life is almost 50 50 not 33 33 
So because I'm surrounded by people who are just doing so much great things, I am very much like, that's all I see. Inspired. Yeah. So I'm just like, I look at myself and I'm like, oh, look at what this one is doing. Oh, oh what this one is my house is trying to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a different flair. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the pressure we put on ourselves, is like the pressure of time is like the biggest pressure we can put on that, that, that you are going to face. And I think that's amazing. I mean, because it's done really amazing. And I pray the Lord takes you bigger, makes all the dream come true. No matter how big it is, we got everything is possible. And I know we're proud of what. So thank you for sharing your time with me. And so now I think we're coming to the end. I'd like to just ask you, some personal questions, nothing serious, just go go with the flow. Are you a morning person or a night person? Night person. Night person. Mm-hmm. So you body can't do all day? Oh, I could do all day. And do all night? Yeah. But okay. I prefer the night still. Okay. So, I, I mean, this question is very, it's very important. I like to know what your response is on it. Because I feel like you have a bit of boot flex. Nine to five, or you're going to pick the grind over it. Which one are you going to pick again? With the old experience you've been able to gather. What, pick a nine to five? Are you going to choose nine to five, or are you just going to pick the grind, like just grind it up? Like your ideas, instead of having a proper nine to five, you just go with grind. My jobs now are not proper nine to fives. They're like 12 to 12. Like I just, I work on my own. Skirting. The work is going to be done, but like don't, I'm not, you can't put a gun to my head to do anything at any point in time. Like I'll do it and it'll be done at a good standard, but I can't cooperate with a nine to five man. So you don't do nine to five? Wow. Like I don't take meetings on Friday. I don't take meetings before 10 a.m. Wow, yeah, yeah, first. That's some big flex at 25. Like you have your own schedule. I don't do this, I don't do that. Are you still putting pressure on yourself? I mean, you should go easy. <laughs> so, um, saving or investing, which one you need to go for? Saving? Now, man, invest. You stack it. Like, what do you save for? You don't want to stack anything, no? Stack for what? Like, if, if I'm saving to like to buy enough... It just talks about you. I don't know. It's not about me. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. So, so, so you rather invest in Yeah, 100%. Invest in Yeah. So, winter or summer? Summer. Summer, I believe. 100%. Okay. I think, what is... Is that a PC or a Mac? Which do you mm-hmm. Mac? Under the hard one iPhone, absolutely, 100%. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, mental connection or physical attraction? Mental connection. Are you sure? Absolutely. In a, life, in a world of fun. Mental, mental, mental. I, okay. This talks about you. I'm just asking. And that brings us to the end of my um, episode. We, I think I already had fun listening to you. It's so much fun, guys. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of another episode. This talks about you. I hope you like everything you've been able to learn from Amina because I really had had fun. I learned a lot sooner with you in test. What did you learn? I learned that the 50 50 is better than the 33 33 percent. Really? Yeah, man, that makes sense. Because, I mean, as ambitious as you get, you tend to like lose a lot of connection with people that love you and you love. Because, I mean, I keep saying it, it's where I am at. I keep thinking, oh, I need to get something before I settle for something again. And it's making me lose people like, yeah. So I think that makes sense. How we play it and just let it sink. Thank you for having me. Right, thank you for coming. I had fun shooting this. Mm-hmm.